the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Romans 5, Paul wrote, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And because Christ paid sin's penalty on the cross, those who trust in Him are reconciled to God through the death of His Son. After Christ's death on the cross and His subsequent resurrection, everything changed, didn't it? And if you're not aware of that, you'll soon find out uh, all that it means on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. I'm Mike Trout. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and Pastor Leighton is taking us through the book of John, and he'll continue in the 14th chapter in just a moment. We'd love to know that you're listening and would appreciate your prayers and financial support. You can uh, find out more about us when you go to studyversebyverse.com. That's study versebyverse.com. Here's Pastor Layton. You see, the death of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, was necessary to satisfy God's holiness so that there could be peace between men and God, since righteousness and peace are inseparably linked. Because God is holy, he requires that a penalty be paid when sinners violate his law. And though Jesus was perfectly righteous, he was punished in the place of all who believe as though he were a sinner. So that those who believe in him, who have faith in him, can be treated by God as though they were perfectly righteous. We are, this is described as being clothed in the righteousness of Christ. It's called justification. That through Christ we can be Justified, just as if we had never sinned. We can be in right relationship with God through Christ. That's the objective peace that produces the experiential peace. It is the peace with God that produces the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, meaning it's beyond a human ability to analyze and understand. According to Philippians 4, 7, this peace will guard believers' hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The word guard there is a military term meaning to keep watch over, to protect. And the peace of God protects believers from doubt and anxiety and fear and distress. This is the kind of peace that Jesus promised to his followers. It is a part of the Christian life. See, when we are in right relationship with God, then he is not only our father, but he's also our king, and we're part of his eternal kingdom. And in Romans 14, 17, the apostle Paul wrote, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Notice the order. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness produces the opportunity for peace, because without righteousness, there can be no peace. And peace produces joy. It all begins with righteousness. 
being right with God. And when we're right with God through Jesus Christ, we've accepted him as our Savior and Lord. God's Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us and we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit dwells within us, it produces fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is described in Galatians 5.22. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. And this peace manifests itself in believers not only through the situations and difficulties that we experience inevitably in life, but also in our relationship with others. Secondly, Jesus talks about the source of peace. He says, my peace I give to you. He wanted us to know what peace he was giving to us. He says, it's my peace. It's the peace that Jesus had as he went through the difficulties of mockery and hostility and hatred and betrayal and death. And it's the same peace that his followers experience when they go through trials and temptations. Believers do well to fix their eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We should look to Christ, who for the joy set before him, As Christ was going through those difficult times, he was looking beyond those difficult times for the joy set before him. As those soldiers were whipping him, he was looking beyond the immediate circumstances for the joy set before him. As he was being hung on a cross, he was looking forward to the joy set before him and was not focused upon the immediate circumstances around him. Likewise, when we go through difficulties, we have a tendency to become focused on what those difficulties are, our immediate circumstances. We need instead to look forward to the joy that is set before us through Christ Jesus and not get focused upon the circumstances that we're dealing with immediately. Then he contrasts the peace. He says, not as the world gives do I give you. You know, every effort this world gives at peace, of whatever kind it can, is quickly dissipated by the environment of hatred and jealousy and and, uh, fear. Uh, There is no true peace in this world. This world is filled with godless people pursuing godless pursuits that invariably result in a godless turmoil. And whatever the peace this world offers is only temporary, whether it be self-indulgence through self-indulgence or materialism or romance or substance abuse or false religion or whatever the placebo might be. God said in Isaiah 48, 22, there is no peace for the wicked. That's true in this world and it's true in the world to come for them. For the wicked. The Apostle Paul wrote of unbelievers in Romans 3.17, the path of peace they have not known. They don't even know the way to peace. Because the way to peace is through Christ. The paths that the world offers to peace are merely an illusion, a false promise. People think that they lack peace because of some 
emotional or psychological or circumstantial issue. Really, it's a theological issue. Theology, theos, God, ology, study of, knowledge of, knowledge of God. The problem is they don't have a knowledge of God. They don't know God. And God can only be known through Christ Jesus. And only when God is known can we experience peace in this life. And then Jesus talks about the pursuit of peace. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. It's a command. Jesus is commanding us. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. That's a command. Now some people might wonder... If Jesus is giving us this peace, why is he commanding us to do anything? Well, when we study through the scripture, we find that believers are responsible to appropriate, that is to accept and receive or to take what God promises to us. You remember in the Old Testament that God promised to his people, the people of Israel, the promised land. But they had to go in and take what God promised. The Holy Spirit indwells believers. But in response, it is important for believers to walk in the Spirit. We respond. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. But we as believers are responsible to study diligently the Scriptures. There's always a response Theology is the key. Knowing God is the key. You see, when we know God, then we know about his goodness, his faithfulness, and his provision. That he has taken care of anything in our past. That he is providing everything we need in our present. And that he has everything in our future already planned out ultimately for our good. Believers are to be anxious or worry about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let the request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. When we know God, and we're in right relationship with him, we know he's taken care of us. Jesus pointed this out in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, that's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Well, can they? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, and yet Solomon, in all of his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Why do they dominate the thoughts of unbelievers? Because unbelievers don't believe in God. They believe that they themselves are their own provider. And they've got to figure out how to provide. And that's why it dominates their thoughts. 
These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. God's forgiven our past. He's taken care of us in the present. He is guaranteeing our future. He's, it's already been prepared. We don't need to worry. We're commanded not to worry. In the vernacular that I like to use, you can just check that box off. I know, it's not so easy sometimes, is it? You're listening to Study Verse by Verse. This is a daily outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, featuring the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. This being Friday, let me remind you that we would love to see you on a Sunday if you're looking for a church home. Uh, Services start Sunday, 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., plus all of the Sunday school meetings as well. Those details are on the web at churchofthehighlands.org. They're located in San Bruno at 1900 Monterey Drive. It's very easy to find. Uh, Just go to the website again and get the directions. That's churchofthehighlands.org. Have a great weekend. And join us again on Monday when once again Pastor Layton will open the Word of God and we will study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.